Next up, Campaign Beat, a weekly political analysis program produced by Montana Public Radio. Campaign Beat is hosted by Sally Mock and features Lee Newspaper State News Bureau Chief Holly Michaels. Sitting in this week for Rob Saldine is University of Montana School of Journalism Professor of Political Reporting Lee Banville. Here's Sally. Holly, voters have ballot issues to decide this November, and one of them, Legislative Referendum 131, has generated a lot of vocal opposition. LR 131 is called the, quote, Born Alive Infant Protection Act, and it would require health care providers to keep alive any infants born alive. Why is this opposed by many doctors and other healthcare providers? So doctors and providers are concerned about language in the referendum that says they must, quote, take necessary actions to preserve the life of a born alive infant, end quote. The referendum also carries a punishment for doctors of up to 20 years in prison and a $50,000 fine. And what doctors and also families who've experienced late-term pregnancy loss are saying is that language would require them to intervene in situations where there's no amount of medical care that would change the outcome for an infant. Those who support the referendum say it protects infants' rights, and those people who support it are also generally opposed to access to abortions. What doctors are worried about is situations where they feel they would be forced to intervene if this were to pass in situations where you know, fetus could not survive outside of the room, you know, kidneys or nervous system isn't developed, or if labor is around 16 weeks where there's just not enough development for survival. Also, doctors point out Montana already has a law that makes infanticide illegal. There was a press conference in Helena in September, and we heard from people opposed to the referendum sharing stories about situations of their pregnancy or child loss and talking about how they were able to those moments make their own choices, maybe provide religious services or other type of comfort that they worry they wouldn't be able to if this referendum passes. And we haven't seen backers of this really organized like opponents have, though they have done press interviews. And again, they're reiterating that they're concerned with protecting innocent lives. So this is an interesting referendum. Um, I think the ballot language can be kind of tricky. So there's been a lot of coverage explaining it, but definitely one to be watching in November. Yeah, for sure. Well, Lee, as we've often discussed on this program, abortion is a factor in this election in the wake of the Dobbs decision. But so is the economy with gas prices and inflation still rising. How do you think Montanans will weigh those issues when they cast their ballot? Well, a lot of it has to do with how those issues motivate voters. These off-year elections in particular, uh, it often has a lot more to do with who turns up than how the general public feels. And so in, in a lot of ways, what we're seeing is both sides try to motivate their core voters around an issue. And so in particular, and perhaps inadvertently, this referendum has, has really sparked much more sort of interest in the election around questions of abortion that might not have otherwise been raised because even though this is kind of a indirect abortion measure, it is something where the government is interfering in healthcare decisions, really the most private healthcare decisions a family is going to make. 
Um, and that gives, in particular, Democratic forces the opportunity to kind of rally those who are upset about Roe v. Wade to really direct and get them out to vote. You know, obviously, there's a lot of headwind for Democrats in this election because the economic messages, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of polling in Montana, but I feel fairly safe in saying that that probably President Biden isn't the most popular person in the state. And so, you know, they face those headwinds. And so Republicans are trying to focus on those messages to get their voters out. But this is really more about motivation and enthusiasm than it is about, you know, I'm going to pick one issue over the other. And Holly, LR-131 was actually passed before the Dobbs decision, right? Yeah, it was. So legislators, Republican legislators, put this on the ballot during the 2021 session. And even that part of this is a point of contention between supporters and opponents. Last session was the first time in more than a decade and a half Republicans had legislative majority and the governor's office, governor from their party, who wouldn't veto a bill to do a born alive legislation, just going through the process, passing a bill, making it a law, not going this ballot route instead. And opponents to the referendum They try to say that this has been something Republicans did to encourage turnout, to fire up their base, to come out and vote in this midterm election. Republicans have pushed back on that, saying they understand this is a major thing and they would like voter input on it. But that's also been a point of contention through this referendum process. Abortion, Lee, is also a factor in the nonpartisan Supreme Court race between Ingrid Gustafson and James Brown, though neither candidate has or will mention it. The Washington Post recently profiled that race, and supporters of legal abortion like Planned Parenthood are really pushing Gustafson. Yes. I mean, we don't really know how the Dobbs decision and the sort of sending abortion politics into the state of Montana is really going to end up playing out. But what we are seeing, again, you know, whether it's the Gustafson support or it's the sort of reaction to 131, what we're seeing is both of these are opportunities for those who support abortion rights, who support the interpretation of the Montana right to privacy to cover abortion as an opportunity to kind of rally support to strengthen abortion access in the state now that the federal right has been removed. Holly, new fundraising reports show Republican Ryan Zinke still leading the money race, but Democrat Monica Trinnell is closing the gap somewhat. I assume that's one reason political analysts now rate that Western District congressional race have changed that rating from likely Republican to, quote, leans Republican. Yeah, we have seen this race shift some, and that is pretty typical as we get closer to Election Day. And those fundraising reports that you cited are probably a part of why rankings websites have made that shift. Those do kind of stand in as a proxy for publicly available polling when we just don't, like Lee said earlier, have access to that in Montana, especially during a midterm election. This was Chanel's report where she, the first time she topped a million dollars, she came in at 1.1 million. But like you said, Sally, Zinke pulled in 1.7 million, so he is still leading in that race. It is worth noting we don't have the full reports yet showing exactly where that money is coming from, breakdown of individual donors versus money from political committees or other sources. We will learn more about that in coming days when we've reached the deadline to file those reports. 
You know, the website 538, which compiles, pulls, and runs models on races, it still gives Trinell just a 5 in 100 chance of winning. So we're not seeing everybody showing that shift. That 538 ranking is based off of one poll. It's from Impact Research. Put Zinke at 45%, Trinell at 43%. But it also notes that poll was sponsored by Trinell's campaign, and the sample size was about 400 likely voters. So again, like we've talked about in years past, we're in this situation where there's not great public polling, even less interest from outside groups who might poll in Montana during a midterm. So it's hard to say exactly where this race sits, but definitely see it tightening and be very curious how where we end up on election day. Lee Trinnell, the Democrat, is endorsed by former Republican Governor Mark Roscoe and former Republican gubernatorial candidate Bob Brown. But how much does that really matter? Are they still relevant with today's Montana Republican Party? Uh, I don't know if hardcore Republicans are going to be affected by the decision by two sort of you know elder statesmen of the Republican Party to endorse Trinnell. And I, I think that that's okay. I think for Trinnell, what this is about is this is about independence. The Republican voter that might vote every so often for John Tester, she's trying to weaken him on that in the more moderate area. And I think the other reason we're sort of seeing some of this tightening is, you know, oftentimes we interpret how campaigns react to things as them reading the tea leaves a bit as well. And and the recent sort of swipes that Zinke took at libertarian candidate uh, John Lamb also sort of raised the question of whether he's worried that Lamb is eroding him on the right and these other positions are eroding him in the middle. And so I think that's why you're seeing some of, of those reactions and, and some of the efforts by Trinnell to really trumpet the support from these elder statesmen Republicans. Holly, Trinnell has a new ad out with yet more snakes, this time slithering on a plane, and here's that ad. A snake on a plane. Ryan Zinke spent tens of thousands of our tax dollars to fly on private planes. He spent even more on travel for his family and friends. 18 federal investigations into criminal and unethical behavior. Zinke lied to cover it up and quit in disgrace. I'm Monica Trinnell. I've spent my career taking on snakes, like Ryan Zinke. I approve this message. In Congress, I'll take on anyone who tries to rip off Montana. And you really have to see this ad to appreciate it. The snakes are all over the inside of what looks like a private jet. And then one of them gets scooped up by a trinelle and a shovel. Holly, I get the metaphor, but I want to know, how did they film this? Are there such a thing as stunt snakes? <laughs> it, it turns out there are. Um, so information <laughs> I'm sure lots of people are curious about. The snake is from Animal Wonders, which is an operation out of Missoula that deals with wildlife that can't be released back into the wild. It has been the same snake in each ad. And this was filmed down in the Bitterroot and also asked and confirmed the snake is still alive in case anybody was worried about that. Like you said, we've seen snakes a lot in these ads and they're a way for Trinell to talk about these investigations like we heard into Zinke during his time at the interior. And the tone and the music of this ad isn't really humorous, but 
they are going for a callback of the 2006 film Snakes on a Plane for anyone who's confused about that. You know, Chernobyl obviously thinks that looking into these investigations, bringing this up, we've heard her talk about it in forums around the state, is a good line of attack against Sinki. I'm sure we're going to be talking about possibly snakes for sure, these investigations, again in the weeks leading up to Election Day on November 8th. You know, we saw Republicans go after Zinke in the primary, and we saw former state Senator Al Shesky come much closer than I think a lot of people expected, almost picking off Zinke in that race. So Trinell must be, you know, getting good feedback from these ads and also seeing that primary outcome as reasons to keep up this line of campaign ads. Something else, you know, interesting to me, Trinell was on a conservative talk radio show recently in Missoula and was asked by someone who called in about her attacks on Zinke. And Trinell flipped that question back, saying Zinke's run ad, she says, are false against her, citing one we discussed on a previous show about her legal work representing a man who was in prison for child sex abuse. Trinell saying she thinks these investigations are fair game. So, like I said, we're probably going to see more of this in the next couple weeks. Absentee ballots are in the mail, so many people will be voting soon. Holly and Lee, we're out of time. Thanks so much. Thanks, Sally. Thanks. You've been listening to Campaign Beats, a weekly political analysis program produced by Montana Public Radio and hosted by Sally Mock. Campaign Beat features Lee Newspaper State News Bureau Chief Holly Michaels, Sitting in this week for Rob Saldine was University of Montana School of Journalism Professor of Political Reporting, Lee Banville. Thanks for listening and join us next week for more analysis of Montana politics.